Welcome to How's Your E-Presence. This show is produced by E-Presence, and I am Mark Galvin, the president and founder of that firm. Welcome to the show where we talk about business and social media. And today we're going to go a little bit off track, but we're still going to be quasi-connected to that social media space, especially for those of you looking for a job. Thank you for being here. Uh, I truly appreciate it. So uh, today our show is in the new format. We've been doing this for a little bit, right? And our new format is a library. We're trying to create content that's more about the DIY, do-it-yourself type of thing. We try to answer a question that'll help you do the things that are important to you. Like today, we're going to talk about resumes. And so that's part of the, the focus of what we're doing here. And we hope that you get a lot of value out of it. The mission is, is to create enough content where people can always come back and just do a search on YouTube and find some great content that they can learn from. We've talked about how you can grow your followers to 55,000 people on LinkedIn. Uh, we've gone into how to do great video on Canva for your marketing material. So we're always trying to figure those sort of things out, come up with great content. If you're interested in a particular topic and you'd like to send that to us, send it to us. Love to hear from you. But the most important thing of all is please subscribe to our channel. If you subscribe when we go live, you'll get that notification so you can tune us in. You can throw us on your, on your browser. Maybe you keep doing what you're doing and listen to us in the background, but you can see that there's the notification on the screen. Hit that button. Please subscribe so when we go live, you get that notification either on Facebook or on YouTube. So let's see. What are we gonna, where are we going to go today? Um, we talked about subscribing. I'm looking at my notes. Okay, great. If you would like to, um, if you would like to interact with us on the show, you can send us a message right in the uh, chat box. If you're watching live, go ahead and pop uh, pop in there and send us a message, and we can respond to that question. That would love that to answer a live question during the show. Today we've got a fantastic guest. Let's bring her on, Claudia Miller with Claudia T. Miller Career Coaching. Claudia, are you out there? There she is. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. And you? I am great. Glad you are here. So, Claudia, you are a career and negotiation strategist. You've served, you help people get jobs through resumes and things like that and done some great things. Give me, give me a little background. How did you get into this? And do you exclusively focus on resume and consulting or do anything else? So, you know, as many job seekers or professionals out there, um, I am hardworking. I wanted to climb the ladder and I knew that there was a better way instead of, you know, paying your dues and sitting or staying in a position for five to 10 years to eventually get promoted or hope that the person above me retires or leaves or gets promoted. So I knew. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely been there. 100 <laughs> percent. And that's when I started uh, investing and reaching out to people. I'm like, who are these people that you see featured in Business Insider that are, you know, getting thirty to fifty thousand dollars salary increases? That just seems to get the promotions on schedule and always just keep moving the ladder at such a per faster pace than everyone else. And once I started reaching out to them, I worked with career coaches. I invested in myself. I finally was able to do that for myself personally. And I actually been able to get uh, thirty thousand dollars salary increases repeatedly. Um, I've been the youngest nice. in management positions. Yeah. So through that, I started working with other professionals across industries, levels of experience, and I keep getting the same results over and over again. Wow, and that's fantastic. Thank you. And yeah, now even during COVID, um, I even had a client that 
was out of work for six months and you know, wanted to break into six figures and after working with me had a $48,000 salary increase um, and was able to break into those six figures. So Unbelievable. So mm-hmm. and you've been featured on Forbes and MSNBC, Yahoo Finance. So you come to us with a lot of great knowledge and a lot of people have been tapping into you as a resource. There's something that you said to me that I thought was unbelievable. And it's why I asked you to join us on the show. And that is, you set up sessions with folks to talk about their resume. And do I remember right? You say you spend a few hours with them on the phone. At the end of it, they have a brand new resume. Is that right? Correct. So my approach to resume writing is maybe a little bit different than others, where I actually get on a call with um, the job seeker who I'm writing the resume for. And depending on their level or years of experience, it could take anywhere between two to three hours. And during that time, um, I just talk to them and ask them questions about their current role. You know, what are they currently doing? Who are they working with? You know, um, who are these projects? Whose idea it was? And I really drill deep into their professional experience. And while they're talking to me, I write the resume right in front of them. That Unbelievable. Is, yeah. And it's, it's really you know, I, you're kind of like a drive-in car wash, right? <laughs> I come in, I put my money in the front end, I drive through, my car comes out clean except it's a little longer, right? My car better not (laughs) take two to three hours to get clean. But that is extremely cool. And I think it shows your ability to think on the fly, to be creative, and all that knowledge that you bring to the table makes you a better person for resume writing than most. Because I would think most people are used to, okay, here's my questionnaire. Here's the things I need to know. I'll come back and see you in two weeks with a new resume. But you're able to say, okay, here's my resume. It's done. Or here's your resume, excuse me. It's done. (laughs) What do you think? And you can get instantaneous feedback. So they walk away a happy customer at the end. That is unbelievable. Yeah, no, it's a really great process. And it works for um, the person as well. Because I can still, while they're talking to me, I can still reflect their personality, their voice, and still be able to sell them and extract all their achievements and accomplishments and be able to put it right there on paper. I love it. Absolutely fantastic. So thanks again for being here today. I appreciate you taking out some time and I know you're really busy. So I'm going to ask you some great questions that people out there need to know when they're working on their own resumes because you're such a great expert. One of the questions that I have is resumes today, well, let's be honest, they get lost. I can submit a resume for a new job. I may be one of hundreds of applicants and they're going to recruiters. They're going to the hiring managers, maybe in not necessarily that order. It could go to a recruiter. It might even go to an HR department before it actually gets to the person that's going to do the hiring. How do I make sure my resume doesn't get stuck at the bottom of the pile? Yeah. So just to give a little bit more perspective, um, for every job posting um, you see out there, whether it's LinkedIn, Indeed, Monster, Glassdoor, there's an average of 250 applicants. Meaning if I'm applying for this specific job. OMG, wait a minute. Is is that really the number? 250? Correct. According to Glassdoor, and this is pre-COVID, so there has been an increase in applicants. Um, The data isn't out there yet, but I would assume at least 100 more applicants just because the high unemployment rates and people are losing their jobs or being furloughed, so they're looking to seek new opportunities. So it's very competitive, and at least just a rule of thumb to help you is when you apply for a job, just know that you're applying with, you're competing against 249 other people. (laughs) Oh my gosh, the odds don't sound good. So this is really important. I have a good resume. 
Yeah, so not only are you competing with 249 people, but of those, typically only 10 to 15 um, recruiters or hiring managers go through. So um, there is something called an ATS system. And what it does is starts looking for, when you're applying, it scans for some of these keywords. It ranks all applicants or all resumes from one to 250. People usually who oh, are- So this is like an algorithm. It's like uh, this, yeah. it, it probably makes everybody's job easier. There's, they're doing the hiring. So the, these organizations are going to plug the resumes in and it's going to go through a program and the program is going to pluck out the words. And if the words match, I guess they determine what words are important to them. So they'll drop in all those words into the system and it will look, what is that? That is called it uh, when the optical recognition. So they do this optical recognition thing on your PDF resume and it'll make sure they match. That's what that so and you got to make sure you've got all those keywords in there to make yeah. sure it it pops up. What Not does ATS that, stand for? It stands for applicant tracking system. And okay. what you just mentioned, Mark, is a great uh, overview of what happens behind the scenes. But also, as recruiters or hiring managers, they can actually add additional keywords in the back end that may not even be in the job description itself. So how are you to mm -hmm. be able to find out what keywords you need to have in your job description or your resume, especially when they're not even in this job description or not, they're not giving you any um, navigation or sense of, you know, what, what are these keywords they're looking for? So it's really stacked up against the job seeker. And, you know, like I said, it ranks from one to 250. And of those only maybe about 10 or so, um, a recruiter or hiring manager will filter through and typically it's, you know, if they don't submit a cover letter, I'm going to toss it out. If I don't understand oh, wait why- Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So a cover letter is important in this case. Yes. It doesn't mean it's going to get read, but they usually assume that, um, well, let's just say just the uh, Mark and, you know, Claudia, myself, we're competing against the same job. But well, Mark throw Eric in there too, even though Eric's producing <laughs> the background. So Mark, Claudia, and Eric, we're all competing for the same yes. job and, and you have a cover letter and we don't because Eric and correct. I were really lazy. We're not going to do it. <laughs> well, then it the, yeah. The recruiter just assumes that, or the hiring manager, well, Claudia is the one that submitted the cover letter. She's probably more interested in this job. This is not just an easy apply or I'm just going to like, you know, throw my resume at any job that I see posted there. So they're just going to assume that I'm more invested or interested in this job as opposed to Mark and Eric. And that's how usually, um, and like I said, it's a quick, easy elimination process since there are 250 resumes. They only pick the top 10 or so. And of those, they're trying to get it down to like four to six people. So how do you do that? If you don't submit a cover letter, I'll probably toss out your resume. Um, wow. And if you... If I don't understand why you'd be the perfect fit, so for example, if you're applying for a sales job and my resume, the first thing that says project manager, marketing, they're going to say, why are you applying for a sales job? It doesn't look like you have the sales experience or the background. I'm going to toss out this resume. I don't even know how they made it in the top 10. And yeah. if you have a very generic resume that says like, I'm a hard worker, I am, you know, I have team building skills, but nothing concrete that I can grab onto your resume will get tossed out because wow. you're looking for the top four to six resumes. What is going to stand out from the pie in the competition? And those are the people that get called for interviews and only one person out of 250 applicants will get the job. So I have to, I got to tell you something I think is interesting. My, um, my, I have a brother who was applying for a position. This was, gosh, I want to say it was 10 years ago. I'm maybe off on that. Um, and he put a lot of, 
words in the um, actually he did he made the words in the column disappear. So the words were on the resume, but they were in a font that was maybe clear, right? But they were there with the idea that this ATS system would pick up those words and it did get him the job. It got them in, him in front of the hiring manager. Is that something that still works or do they want do they want resumes in PDF and only look at optical character recognition to pick up, pick up words? Is that a tactic that someone should consider? Um, well, typically I would say like, why not make it visible instead of invisible? Um, and every company has a different applicant tracking system. So you never know what type of ATS system they're having. Now I would okay. say that when applying for jobs, if it says specifically submitted in PDF, listen to it because the ATS system uh, may only pick up a, a PDF format. Now, if it yeah. says PDF or in Word format, uh, you can submit it however you like. But if it doesn't say anything, always submit a Word document just because some ATS systems can only read Word document. And you never know. It's not like it's published somewhere like we use, you know, ATS system 412. Um, right. So you always want to follow that. And also you want to show the skills. I, you don't want to not get the job interview or someone may actually be reviewing your resume and says, well, Mark doesn't have any CRM background or information or specific with Salesforce. Um, if you do have experience, I would say, why not add it in the skills section, especially if it was uh, mentioned in the job description. So that's a good point. If you're going to go ahead and you're going to find these words that are going to help you get a position, it does make a lot more sense in that case to go ahead and just put them in the resume, build them into the body of the, of the resume. And that way you don't have to worry about them. I, I would forget that they were there and I may have the wrong words in there. Exactly. So that's a good way to make sure you don't make that kind of mistake. But the words are important. And I would tell you, the words are important in, in LinkedIn. There is a resume builder function on, on LinkedIn that goes with the job hunter function. I think other levels of paid subscription on LinkedIn offers this, mm -hmm. where LinkedIn will analyze your profile. And, and actually it's a resume builder function and they'll tell you what words that you should add to your resume for a specific position. It's a drop-down menu. So it's not as if I just type in a job and uh, LinkedIn finds it. I have to pick from the potential jobs from a pull-down menu in LinkedIn. So they're probably tapping into some of that. Mm -hmm. how, do best, how do people best come up with these words that will be really found in these ATS systems? Yeah, so there's multiple ways. Um, one thing is, like you mentioned, LinkedIn kind of has that feature. Um, you probably have to be a premium member and there is an associated right. monthly fee for that, but there's a free option. Um, I heavily use JobScan with my clients. It's jobscan.co and it's free. Um, I think if you sign up with your LinkedIn, it gives you up to, up to 15 tries a month. And what it does is you paste your resume, then you paste the job description, and it almost mimics an ATS system. And it even shows you uh, predictive keywords that may not be in the job description, but you know they may be seeking or it may be typing behind the scenes that you won't even be able to see that. Wow, uh, now, good. It's, yeah, it's not a one one to one match where I would say this is exactly how the ATS system works because it is a little sensitive. And what I mean by that is if I were to have in the resume, you know, collaborated cross-functionally with multiple departments, but the job description says collaborate, uh, collaborative instead of um, collaborated. It'll say, well, you don't have the word collaborative, therefore you don't have this keyword. Most ATS systems are not that sensitive. So like okay. I said, 
it's not a one-on-one -on -one match, but it's a good indicator of figuring out what keywords you are truly missing and how to embed that within the resume. That is really cool. This is something, I to me, it's absolutely fascinating because I kind of feel like it's a race and <laughs> there's always these new things that are happening. Okay, we're going to, you know, the ATS system will change this to create this because more and more people are ending up that top 10. Not that there could be more than the top 10, but mm -hmm. they'll probably keep an eye on the top 20 and say, you know, who's below that that number 10 ranking. Wow, we're getting more and more great quality applicants that are in the top 20 versus the top 10. Let's fine tune our ATS. I bet that's a, a constant battle. Battle the right word, I don't know. But it is certainly something that you as an expert know and you see it and it's good to have you in the loop because you can help people understand that those sort of things are happening. Is that true or did I just totally make that up? Yeah, well, it depends on the role and how competitive it is. Like you said, they might put um, some additional keywords, but um, also what you can do is uh, add some of those keywords in your cover letter as well. So that's why I said I, it's a love-hate relationship with me for cover letters. One, because they mostly don't get read, but you can actually start using this system to your advantage. So you can start, have the ATS system start working for you instead of against you. So a lot of these keywords that you have, um, you can add them to your cover letter. Um, and, you know, and I know you've mentioned this too before, Mark, is you start adding them to your LinkedIn. So that way, now all of a sudden, your profile gets visible to recruiters. And now you're getting approached for opportunities and interviews, as opposed to you two always having to go out and apply for these jobs out there. Right. Just amazing. All right. So I got another question for you. I, I We talk about this all the time when it comes to, to LinkedIn with our audience. Figure out who your audience is. So even though, you know, we, we don't really think about this when we are individuals and a LinkedIn profile is really your individual website. If you start seeing LinkedIn as your personal website, then you'll start to think like a marketer. And if you're thinking like a marketer, what we always say is, who's your audience? So if I'm looking for a job, the hiring manager is my audience. What is that? Who is that hiring manager? What title do they carry? What are they looking for? Make sure you speak to them. One of the things I think is important is you have to start thinking like those people. And one of the questions I love to ask you, is how can I think like the people that are potentially going to hire me? And I'm guessing that includes recruiters and hiring managers. What are the things that I need to do and how important is that? Yeah, no, and that's really great to bring up, Mark. Um, so there's actually three different types of people that may be looking at your resume. It could be a recruiter, like you mentioned, a hiring manager, if it's probably a smaller company or they want to take ownership of the hiring process or someone in human resources. Um, one of the things that you want to start thinking like them is because they all have different levels of experience. The hiring manager, of course, is going to be the subject matter expert. They're going to understand the business jargon or acumen. They're going to understand fully in depth like what that accomplishment you did or achievement really can result to and how they can be implemented in their department. But someone in human resources, there are times that they're, be they're generalist. So on average, someone in HR is hiring between 70 to 80 roles. And as we mentioned, out of those 70, 80 roles, there's 250 applicants and only one person gets the job. I'm getting stressed just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, so it's a lot. And not only are they hiring for admin, operations, sales, marketing, technology, and everything in between that, what they're looking for is 
the job description. And then they're looking at your resume. So they're making quick um, assumptions or reviewing your resume and they probably spent anywhere between four to six seconds only on your resume. And you wanna make sure you capture their attention. So when you're writing your resume, think, someone with no experience who may not be a subject matter expert in what I specifically do, how can I communicate my achievements or what I have done um, in, you know, um, in, in a way that someone that's not part of the industry can understand? So I always say, you know, um, if you were to describe this to your mom or your aunt or a family member or a friend that's not in the industry, will they know what you're even saying? Are you using too much jargon in there? Oh, good. Um, so that's one thing, uh, but you still want to be specific. Um, there's actually data out there that around 88% of resumes or people that write resumes lie on their resume. So, oh. and they're very, <laughs> yes, and they're very generic. They'll say, you know, improve sales or improve sales by 5%. Um, and then that doesn't really communicate much. And like I said, you never know who's reading your resume. 5% to someone might think, oh, 5% she, he or she probably made an additional 500K in sales. Well, another person might think 5%. Does that mean maybe an additional $5,000? It's, right. it's very vague. So one thing I always tell my clients is anchor the imagination. And what I mean by that is be specific. You prove sales by 5% or 150,000 annually or monthly or quarterly, whatever that may be. So that way, when a person who doesn't have a background at least knows, oh, 5% of 150,000, you know, exceeding my quota by 120, 105%, then one of those things they'll be able to understand. The point that's coming across is you were able to achieve certain accomplishments. Um, but the subject matter expert also knows like, okay, 105%, great, they hit and exceeded their quota. Um, you know, maybe they made it to President's Club and that's very hard to do. Or the average uh, pricing of your product is anywhere between 5000 or there's a difference between a $30,000 product as well. So you right. want to include this information so that way they have a better understanding. And again, you're controlling their imagination as opposed to their imagination running wild. I think that that's brilliant. So I worked in the hospitality business for a long, long time in, in hotel sales. And I worked at a small hotel with 400 rooms. And I worked at a large hotel in the in Atlanta, uh, largest hotel in the state, as a matter of fact. The difference between revenue of one hotel and the other is, is unbelievable. And it would be great for me to say that I was booking $5 million in revenue annually at said hotel. But there's also the reality of, there's a percentage large, the programs are larger. They're, of course, they're going to be uh, more impressive. So I would actually like for someone to tell me that they grew the revenue by five, 10, 15, 20% for their, for their market, and then still give me a revenue number. I think it's, it's both. And that's sort of, that's what you're talking about. Like for somebody like me, you would not want me to imagine what that really means because I'm going to tease it out. I will ask the questions. All right, great. So you increase your revenue by a million dollars. What was the total revenue for the year? Oh, it was 30 million. Ah, that's not that impressive. That is what you're talking about. You've exactly. got to make sure that you can offer that specific information. But you said something interesting. I want to go back to it. You said 88% of people are lying on their resume. Is that really yeah. true? That's what the data shows. And 
it may, it's somewhere in the 80s and I believe it's 88%. But yeah, mo point is like most people lie on their resumes. And because I, and I think when I work with clients, they'll say, well, I don't have any metrics and I don't really have any accomplishments or achievements. And of course, once I work with them during our session, all of a sudden it's like, wait, so you worked with seven different departments within a six month sales cycle or project cycle. And during that, how are you measuring success? Like, who was wow. formed it? Where did this project come from? Who came up with this idea? Um, was it spearheading? Was it adding a new line of business? Like what was the value? And all of a sudden they start talking and all of a sudden I'm able to extract like those golden nuggets that's really going to make them stand out from the competition. You never want to write a resume saying, you know, I'm, I'm able to, let's just say in sales, I'm able to sell and, you know, do the entire sales cycle from prospecting to closing, which is great. So does your other competition. So are all the right. other 249 candidates, but why should I look at you? Well, not only can I do that, but I'm going to go with a big achievement and say something like, you know, I actually, um, you know, started a book of business with 50,000 and I finished a year with 3 million with a $10,000 average sale in products or services. All of a sudden, I'm going to say, well, how did you turn a $10,000 product or service to an additional three to 5 million? Now I'm intrigued. And you started with right. a book of business of 50,000. Did you expand? Did you acquire new clients? Did you attract new logos? Tell me more. And that's what you want to do with the resume. It's the resume is the only job the resume has is to get you the interview. It will never get you the job offer. So write something in the resume that's going to captivate their attention. That's going to want them to say, like, I need to bring in Mark. Apparently, like he did five million in sales. I need to bring him into the interview. He's the person I'm most excited about because I want to know how did he do it and how can mm -hmm. we do that within our department? And now you become the most anticipated candidate they want to interview. And that's how you're also able to use that to your advantage and be able to leverage and ask and almost command a higher salary because now they're considering you a top performer and you never offer a top performer the same salary as you do to someone barely starting out. Oh, spot on. All right. So Claudia, we're out of time. I'm going to tell you, I, if I'm sitting here watching this, I may be someone who's not in sales, right? And I may have questions about, hey, I'm not in sales. And so how do I give those metrics so that I become that type of candidate? Probably the best way for someone to answer those questions is to reach out with reach out to you to see if you can help them. So if that person's interested, how can they find you? So they can actually go to my website, ClaudiaTMiller.com. And, you know, I'm offering a complimentary 30-minute strategy session. So if someone is interested or wants to know, should I work with a resume writer or, you know, what can I do or is it my strategy? Um, you can schedule a free call with me. And then during our session, I'll get to know you a little bit more and what's happening in their job search. And that will determine, you know, like what the strategy looks um, looks like in the future. So um, claudiatsimilar.com. And like I said, there's a link there too, where they can um, schedule free 30 minute complimentary strategy session. Oh, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I, I'm going to tell you, as I'm sitting here looking at, and I talk to a lot of people who are out there looking for positions now, yeah. I mentioned the hospitality business and the hospitality space. There's a lot of people that are out of there, out there looking for work, trying to figure out a way to get a job is um, it's a little more challenging today. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. The, you know, the ATS systems are a little, it's hard to wrap your head around this. Yeah. Think about it this way. If you're out there wondering whether you should get help on your resume, imagine this. If you were to speak to Claudia and she helped you land a job, 
and that job's yielding you $75,000, $100,000 a year, and you get that job 25% faster than you would have before you spoke to Claudia, it makes whatever fee Claudia charges very affordable because the ROI is there. I do think that you need to hire an expert to help you with your resume. And I think that you should try out Claudia because of that. The ROI is, can I get, can I get a job faster? If I get a job faster, if I get a job just one week faster, then it's worth talking to Claudia. But uh, all those key things, and plus I love it. You know, Remember, you pull up, you give your money to the cashier, and two hours later, you have a resume. That is pretty darn cool. Claudia, any final thoughts before we wrap up? No, I, one thing I do say is I know that there's a lot of competition out there. Um, some of you may be job seeking or have been laid off or furloughed. Just don't lose hope. Um, I promise you there's enough jobs for people, but you do need to do what others won't do. So I always love that quote that says, do what others want to achieve what others can't. Most people are out there are just out there submitting resumes day in and day out, submitting 50 to 100, hoping that they can get an interview. You could be more strategic and then be able to cut through, almost get the VIP entrance into these job interviews. Um, and then like, for example, if you're not getting two to three interviews for every 10 jobs you apply, you need to update your resume. That's usually the metric that my clients follow and get. Um, but like you say, that one thing that's going to make you stand out or one thing you do differently from others will get you the results that you're looking for. Outstanding. And Mackie Bradley just dropped a note that this was an amazing interview. Very informative. Thank you, uh, Mackie says. And so, Mackie, thank you for joining us. Hi, Mackie. And, <laughs> yep. And pass along that uh, this is here and we're going to, this will be forever uh, sitting on YouTube and on Facebook and you can send other folks here. Learning the ATS system is hard. And there was, highlight this, what was the website you said that folks can go to? It was jobscan.io, no. is that right? That jobscan.co, I believe, but you can CEO. just type, okay. yeah, you can just type in jobscan and then it'll pull up. It should right. say well, like artificial intelligence ATS system. Rock on. All right, well, Claudia, we could talk all day. I know you and I are gonna talk and I will tell you this, for those of you that are clients of ePresence, if you're looking to have a resume done, Claudia is now our person. So we're working with Claudia. And actually, there's there's no formal agreement here at all. Um, I wanted to have someone that I could refer business to when I have mm -hmm. someone looking for a resume. I love the concept. I'm going to put you on the phone with Claudia and you're going to be done. And and I I can't I cannot make a big enough deal about that. So I think that's terrific. Reach out to Claudia directly if you want to talk to us about working with us on cleaning up your LinkedIn profile, and then you need a resume, we'll we'll connect you in with Claudia. Claudia, thank you so much. Let's stay in touch, right? Don't yeah. go anywhere. We got to make sure that we talk to you and, and keep you in the loop, and you and I will stay in touch over the, over the long term. We may even, in fact, need to bring you back as we see more and more stuff coming up with the resume world. Does that work? Yeah, of course, and thanks for having me. You bet. Rock on, Claudia. Well, thanks for thanks for being here. We'll talk to you soon. For the rest of you folks, here's the deal. We talk about this a lot. We continue to do our webinar. Our webinar is roughly every second and fourth or first and third Friday of every month. We're doing our webinar LinkedIn 1.0, and then we have a LinkedIn 2.0. We always do the LinkedIn 2.0 the very last Friday of the month. They're always at one o'clock on a Friday. So early in the month, we're doing the 1.0, and then you can always come back for the uh, 2.0. And 
we guarantee that you'll like it. So if you come to our webinar, you don't like it and you feel like it wasn't worth your time, I'm going to refund your money and I'm going to pay you 20 bucks. I know this one hour of time is so valuable. We don't, we only allow, we've limited it now. We only allow six people in a session. Everybody in the session gets some feedback on their LinkedIn profile because I bring them up live and we go through everybody's LinkedIn profile and help you out. Why is this so important? I mean, we've already talked to Claudia about why resumes are so important. LinkedIn is also a linchpin these days. 90% of recruiters are using LinkedIn to find new candidates. So you've got to be there. If you're in sales, you got to keep in mind that 44% of users on LinkedIn make more than $75,000 a year. That's higher than the U.S. median. This is a target-rich environment. You got to have a profile that'll help attract those folks. Our webinar is $37.50. It's right there at the bottom of the screen, e-pr.me slash discount. We're offering that discount for all the folks that are watching our podcast. E-Presence, let's talk about E-Presence. What do we do at E-Presence? We're a full service social media agency. We help you with anything. We help folks that are looking to have company. You need to reach your customer base in your local city. We can help you with that. We'll drive all your advertising for you. We'll drive your social media. We'll create custom content for you. You name it. But we also have a collegiate solution. So if you're coming out of college, you need help on your resume, on your LinkedIn profile and a resume on your LinkedIn profile. We can help you with that. We also help a lot of executives get on LinkedIn and have a great LinkedIn presence. So keep us in mind for all those things. We'd love to talk to you. And you can find us at epresence.me. That's epresence.me because it's all about you. All right, folks. The show is produced by ePresence. Our director of social media and the director of this show is Eric Welch. We appreciate all the work that he does. Until next time, for my guest, Claudia Miller, I'm Mark Galvin, and this has been How's Your ePresence? <laughs>